What up, everyone? Chris here with another kind of producer's choice bonus episode. Um, you know, one of the benefits of this job is using the general popularity of this show to convince people we really admire to talk to us. And these two gentlemen are no exception for me. Doc Hammer and Jackson Public are the creators of The Venture Brothers. Premiering as a one-off pilot on Adult Swim in February 2003, uh, over the course of 20 years, seven seasons, four specials, and now one feature-length film, the show has grown from a loving parody of Johnny Quest to one of the most sprawling, ambitious, hilarious, and often touching animated programs to ever grace the small screen. The Venture Brothers touches on and spoofs on themes of masculinity, arrested development, belonging, and uh, to quote another fave of the show, how the tradition of all dead generations weighs like a nightmare on the brains of the living. All of this fed through Doc and Jackson's hyper-specific pop culture reference blender and formed into insanely tight, joke-filled, and action-packed 22-minute episodes. Uh, so I love this show. Uh, I remember staying up late sneaking Adult Swim in 2003 and catching the pilot as it aired and getting that feeling uh, like Will likes to describe, like a diamond bullet of something broadcast out of the void made directly and exclusively for me. Uh, I've grown up with the Venture Brothers. It's been a huge touchstone of my sense of humor. And my first solo interview podcast that I ever put together was an interview with Doc and Jackson that I convinced Slate to let me do back when I worked for them in 2013. Uh, so this one is kind of a full circle interview for me and why I'm giving you my whole deal with the show up top. If you like the Venture Brothers, I hope you enjoy hearing from Doc and Jackson. And if you don't know the show, they give you a very concise pitch of how to start watching in this very interview. Oh, and just coming over the transom last night, apparently Max, the place for HBO, is removing the whole series from streaming on August 12th, which Doc and Jackson themselves apparently learned from on Twitter last night. So you've got like 20 days to binge this great show, uh, or if not, you can like, I don't know, borrow my DVD box set if you just ask. Uh, I don't know, folks. It's a bad time for our beloved programs and content, huh? But without further ado, uh, here's the interview with Doc Hammer and Jackson Public. Go Team Venture. Um, I'm going to record a little spiel before this to introduce, so I'll just hop right into the questions. Okay, and I'm going to say I like your couch. Oh, thank you. Oh. Uh, it's quite lovely. Is kind that a, pink or is it a play of the light? Uh, it's pink. It's kind of got a, I don't know what you'd call that, like a clam clamshell or coral sure. pink, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I would call it soft rose, but soft you rose. call it pink. Yeah. So. Well, Blushing. I mean, I'm. Yeah, rose blush. I'm in a uh, summer sublet right now, so I can't take credit for anything behind me, but you know, it is, it is nice to be here. All right. So the last time I podcasted with you two, uh, almost exactly a decade ago, I let off asking about the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, the uh, then consensus wisdom about the show that Venture Brothers was a show about failure. And um, you pushed back against that with me then. Uh, and I think since then, you've talked about how you're kind of sick of answering that question. So I promise I'm just using it to frame now because two seasons, a special, and now this finale movie later, I would say looking at the total totality of Venture Brothers, it doesn't look like it's about failure at all. It looks like it's about change and growth and breaking cycles, closure, vengeance and redemption. So, uh, you know, what what yeah. happened? Well, what, what can you speak to the arc of the show as a total? Hmm. Who wants it? Go ahead. <laughs> Jump in. Yeah, you're better at this. <laughs> yeah, I 
failure is something that we always embrace, but we never embraced it as this kind of clarion call between the two of us. We never just woke up one day and he calls me and he's like, I've cracked the code. <laughs> We're about failure. It's right. just, it, it's just, um, it's part of life. And we wrote about life. And I know it's a cartoon and I know it's about superheroes and super science and villains. But it, for us, it was about life. It was about relationships. It was about <laughs> existence. It was about growing up in, in society with toxic masculinity. It's about everything that we experienced and we just threw it into a show and hoped it was funny. And failure is one of the things that we think is funny, inevitable, and absolutely yeah. beautiful. But so is tiny successes. So is the rise of 21. These are absolutely beautiful things. And I think, you know, show was never about failure, but we embrace the beauty of failure. Right. Well, failure is not, uh, to quote the bear, failure is not a destination. You know? <laughs> Yogi Bear said that? <laughs> the, the TV show, The Bear, I just binged I, it. I, I, I. <laughs> oh, you did? Is that about a chef? Yeah. I tried to watch it. It's so stylized, I just gave up. It's very stressful, but it's great. Yeah, yeah you, it, 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 <laughs> it, had, it had so much, like, slickness. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted more shows about food process, and it scratches that itch to me. But, uh, you know, uh, and when talking about, like, the, the failure growth uh, dynamic, you brought up 21. And one of the things I was thinking about watching the uh, finale is that, you know, from the beginning, this show, and 21 was a big conduit of this, the show has been kind of a send-up of uh, nerd culture, as uh, we we might have called it back in the, the OOs. Right. Uh, and Bef Before it was just culture. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. what I... Okay, that's what I was going to ask, and we, we yeah. get to what you're going to say, Doc. It's a like send-up of nerd yeah. culture and these these kind of, like, genre fictions that were, you know, uh, kind of neat, more niche at the time, but the way that I always thought the show approached it is that the obsessiveness always more or less doomed the obsessive nerds to uh, eternal stunted growth and uh, kind of an emasculated adulthood. I was just wondering sure. how you feel about that now that 20 years later, that became the culture. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Arrested development was definitely a theme. And, and I guess I never linked it to the, the nerddom myself, but you're, I think you're absolutely right. Doc's about to completely disagree with you. I think you're I'm, wrong. I'm eager to hear this. Counts. <laughs> I think you're wrong on both counts. Your first premise said it's a send up on nerd culture and we're not, we're not big bang theory. We're not guessing about nerd culture. We are nerds writing a show about culture. Mm -hmm. So it's not a send up at all. Yeah. It is, it, it is, I think it's finally, Oh, we're goofing on things we love. Yeah, you know? that's, that but, is the difference between our yeah. show is we're not guessing what is nerdy. We just write about what we love and we write yeah. it with love and we write it with <laughs> understanding. And if there's any critique, it's the same critique you, you give when you watch your kid fall off a bike and go, that's my son. <laughs> yeah. That's what he does. He's, he tries so hard. And it... And the, the other idea is that, like, it has become culture. I don't... I, I, the rise of the um, superhero movie is not... The nerds didn't win. The, <laughs> all we did is turn Marvel into a Sound of Music. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> It's, you're, you're acting like Serpico it, it happened. It's, it, it isn't. This is... They took something that is precious to us and turned it into a giant, stinky Hollywood thing and if we keep consuming it 
that's on us, man. But I, right. I, I, I you know, I'm although comics do you. that to themselves all the time, like there, <laughs> there were always like way too many comics, you know, and it was like, oh, they're not all good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And this, and, and this is just the way entertainment is made it just goes through these wonderful cycles until somebody puts out a heaven's gate and they have to reboot the cycle <laughs> yeah. um, which i heaven's gate's a fine movie i think that's there's something else there it could be a cabal i don't know <laughs> <laughs> call siskel well, and ebert get that back well along those lines of like you know that everything from the show comes from a place of passion you know i think one of the pleasures of watching the show for a long time fan and for such a long period at this time is the pleasure of like feeling like you're not just living in one per person's head but kind of living in the friendship between you guys like it's such mm. a perfect well. manifestation of your guys's relationship and it, one of the very few things that is like only two people's uh, uh perspectives on things well our relationship is the show right and it's right. longer than most relationships it's more fruitful than most marriages <laughs> uh it, it's it's a weird thing so uh you're watching our entire relationship we didn't spend a lot of time outside of the show together that being said we spent every day together mm -hmm. you know what right. i mean it was it it, it it was a deep form of our relationship. So uh, it's weird. There are no precedents for this. I, I don't know what it would be like to just know Jax. I do know what it'd be like to not <laughs> to just know. When I first met him, all we did is talk in a uni like a language that we invented yes. immediately. Uh, immediately. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I met him at a party. The entire party went, Meh, and we just started talking and creating and uh, you know frightening everybody riff, around riffing us for and, noah yeah we really pe people yeah. didn't like us that night yeah it was yeah and it so, was anti-social yeah it, it, and if there is an intellectual love affair you know at that party i'm like oh my god you know i found him but it just didn't feel like that it literally was just rescuing Ben's crappy party with somebody that I <laughs> could talk to. Uh, well, I think fans of uh, this particular podcast will definitely understand the joy of having a kind of a secret coded language that you understand your uh, humor in. Right. Uh, but I want to, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, creative process here because I, you know, I think fans of Venture Brothers will know the feeling of, that there's this kind of amazing tension that drives the show between kind of planning and discovery uh, and you'll have whole seasons or specific episodes that are kind of these amazingly intricate clockwork plots with these insane mm -hmm. uh, payoffs. But then there's also this element uh, of pure discovery of uh, of something that was a th toss off joke or somebody who happened <laughs> to be a background character in one scene because right. they were a background character in that scene, having to become a main character three seasons later. So I was just wondering, yeah. you know, and again, uh, you're just coming off. Uh, planning what is ostensibly the end of the show. Could you speak to that that tension between planning and discovery as you... Uh... Uh, more discovery than planning. <laughs> and then just yeah. having a dumb memory and ticking on stupid things. Like, you know, uh, and always like from day one, every, the least important background character, we, I, I insisted that everybody look a little interesting. You know, <laughs> like that, that everybody... Everybody's appearance implied a story we weren't telling you, uh, and that that paid off a few times. We got a few main characters out of yeah, that. Exactly. Ultimately, you know, like White yeah. and Billy were just two weirdos at a science mm -hmm. convention. Yeah. Uh, and Doc was like, "I want to write for the little eye patch metal hand guy. Why does he have that?" You know. <laughs> and then once you start doing that, you're like, 
I got to tell the story of how he got his metal hand because I got nothing else. Yeah. So yeah, mostly mostly discovery and accident, and then uh, mental catalog of everything. Yeah. That yeah, you know, and this is that this sits is in the what, back of your memory for years, and these molecules just bounce off of each other. Yeah, and we talk about these characters. We spoke in their voices for <laughs> literally <months> every day <laughs> at, at the expense of every relationship we've ever been in. Yeah. Uh, when we invented Sergeant Hatred's voice, oh the guy God. at the deli, the guy at the deli was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, yeah, I'll be having the black and white. Slap a smidge of mustard on that, would you? Yeah. yeah. And it was this, 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 you know, through the voice, we developed the character and that's everything came from that. And since we're obsessive about these voices and these characters, we lived them. Uh, we can't have a conversation for more than 10 minutes without doing an impression of one of our characters. Yeah. And usually ones we don't do. Yeah. So you get to hear like our horrible impressions of each other. So th- <laughs> yeah. That is just the way we, we thought. And, but, or, or James Urbaniac mostly. We do a lot yeah. of talking like Doc. Anytime we're a little snotty yeah. to each other. And, and we use it as a, f- a fucking shield, like an emotional shield. Like yeah. if you got to oh, say well. something a little shitty to the other guy, you know. Well, oh, well. Yeah. Well, nice, yeah. nice try. Anyway, um, yeah. my so doc you, impression was so bad it became shore leave because I just ran yes, out of right. voices. Uh, so I just did my shore leave. An impre- it's an impression of Doc Venture yeah, by right. someone who doesn't do good. And we, God, the last time I was in New York before we got canceled, we night dicked ourselves horse at your apartment. <laughs> oh, you remember that? Oh, we talked. We for about, about six hours straight, chain smoking, talking like night dick. Yeah, yeah. and and be, and before that, when we were we were cleaning out the Astro Base, we did never to be produced, um, Baby Aquaman and Black Manta. <laughs> That's right. We just did this show where Black Manta and Aquaman were kids, and it were kids that and. It was trying together. to do Black Manta, yeah. Right. Come on, Aquaman, we could use my BMX bike. It was <laughs> like this, we did it yeah. for hours. It was a combination of that and kind of Dermot. Yeah. <laughs> your uh, your Black like, Manta yeah. voice. <laughs> Aquaman, Aquaman look, big kids are coming. Hide your bike. Yeah. <laughs> it was just based on Aquaman being Black Manta's cool older friend that didn't really like him that much. And Black Manta was like this kid. He was a kid who was like, oh, I brought firecrackers. And, you know, it was like never welcomed anywhere. You know, yeah. that, and we'll do that till our throats hurt. See, just um, listening to this, I feel like gives as much insight about the creative process that any specific question or answer. You know, yeah. this is what okay. I, this is what the show is. Yeah, to be yeah. clear, to be clear, we have almost never consciously collaborated and tried to write a thing together. It only it just happens, happens by accident. Yes. Yes, uh, yes, very yes. rarely. When we have to do a special like this, we actually have to talk about what the whole plot <laughs> well, is okay. yeah, before yeah. we split it up. But like, that's it. The rest of the time, it's just Make riffing and laugh. somebody remembered to write it down and mm-hmm. then it shows up in the other guy's script. And you're like, shit, I was going to use that. <laughs> yeah. yeah we right. just create these things between each other that will we'll disperse through the series. All right. So... I want to talk about gender and sex in the Venture Venture Brothers, uh, which is you guys play a lot 
play around with gender a lot in a way that I think takes it seriously, but is also funny. I mean, we have men growing and losing tits, hyper-masculine women in several different forms, some of the most enthusiastically gay characters on TV, and I won't give too much away, but the uh, final image of the whole show is one of the most gleefully shocking gender inversions uh, I've seen on TV or movies recently, so... And it's always, always depicted in a very like celebratory way. So I guess just like broadly, what is funny uh, about gender and playing around with it to you guys? Well, what is look, uh, uh, I'm going to tackle uh, this one. I'll it, fu- I'll, all right. Let me just say one sentence about it. To me, it. what's funny about it is how uncomfortable it makes straight people. That's mm-hmm. always been my favorite thing about dealing with any uh, 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 characters on our show was how uncomfortable the other guys are like, oh, there's two together. Is that a guy? You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. But go on. For, for me, it's very different. I mean, I grew up, if you look at pictures of me in high school, there's nothing. There, it, it defies gender neutrality. I have a, <laughs> a dress on. I David Bowie's God. Like, I did not grow up thinking that these are weird concepts. As a matter of fact, anybody that had these concepts was just lame. And I was called... Every 20 minutes, somebody called me a fag or a faggot. That was mm-hmm. just it. To the point where I stopped hearing it. You just stop hearing it. And I grew up in a alt music scene where you escaped this kind of place where people just insulted you by calling you either guessing your your sexuality or guessing what you liked. I was literally called, hey, Devo. Like, there's a big <laughs> Like there's a big stretch. Like, is, is it, do I like Devo or like you can't think of anything but Devo? <laughs> so right. I was just so pigeonholed that the idea of gender to me was just not a thing. It just so anytime we I'm dealt with gender, I'm like, this is a part of life. It's as funny as any part of life. And honestly, I can't believe it's a topic. I can't believe that people are afraid of it. I, I I mean, I can believe because people will just latch on to these weird words and go woke, you know, hippie, (laughs) socialist, like people just find a word to bristle at. They don't understand it. They're not Mm -hmm. thinking. So I think our candidness with just going forward and going, they're topics. We're not trying to say anything except this is a topic you shouldn't be afraid of. It is both beautiful and funny, and it's everything that every topic is. Uh, just embrace it. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> just calm down. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to follow up with that. Is that like the, you know, this has always been a topic of, of kind of fascination, but a bit offhanded fascination. There's a casualness to it that I always think is is part of the core funniness to the way that you approach uh, gender and sexuality jokes in Venture Brothers. But, you know, obviously... in over the last, you know, little arc of American history, it's become a much more fraught and contested topic yeah. in, you know, popular consciousness. And I was just wondering if that affected how you thought about it at all within the venture universe. Now we got canceled before, <laughs> before <laughs> yeah, we had to answer for that. <laughs> yeah. We got canceled the old fashioned way. We didn't even get modern canceled. <laughs> yes. Classic. We got classic TV yeah. canceled. Anytime I tell somebody I was canceled, I'm like, oh, we got canceled. And they're like, oh, what'd you do? Like, I, made, I made a yeah. show. I didn't make somebody oh, I know enough money. Yeah. 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 Somehow I failed somebody. Um, to me, it's just a, it, this, it's a moment in time that we're dealing with. And people have politicized this. And I think it's, I can't wait for the day we look back and giggle on it. And I think we'll be looking back and giggling on it, wearing a good looking short skirt. 
Uh, you know, <laughs> just fucking stop fighting these kind of things. If, didn't David yeah. Bowie solve this a long time ago? <laughs> <Yes>. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking about it? All right. I think I have to move on to my last question here. Um, you know, I grew up with Venture Brothers my entire life. It's definitely changed uh, the way that I see the world and my sense of humor in a very core way. So I guess my final question is, how has Venture Brothers changed you two? I mean, other than materially it being your job for two decades, how has doing the show changed the way you see or are in, in the world, your lives? <laughs> I can't answer that. Uh, like I got a house. <laughs> I mean, uh, I got a house and, uh, I get to, uh, I get like to like 5,000 people at Comic-Con, uh, being excited to meet me, which is, um, will always be bizarre because we're just like these idiots making a thing and going, I don't know how to do anything else. I don't know how to not care way too much about this to the detriment yeah, of everything else in my life. <laughs> We're cartoon. Um, we're cartoon famous. It's not like I'm not getting in the fr- front of line. Any, I'm still like, <laughs> no. Doc Who. No. It's, so I, I literally make friends, um, and then have a six month relationship, and then finally we get to this point of like, oh, what do you do? And I go, oh, I made the Venture Brothers. Like what? <laughs> no way. No way. They can't like, tell from your voice. Days ago, we're like, uh, 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 really. <laughs> I'm like, you never Googled who does Dr. Girlfriend? I mean, that would be like my first thing to do is like, mm-hmm. what? Where does that <laughs> voice come from? What head issues that horrible sound? But a lot of people don't. So it's it's like a footnote in my life. But yeah. I have great, great pride in what we've, we've done. And I'll sell you the Venture Brothers. It goes like this. Oh, have you seen it? No, it, it, it's a horrible looking icon of a fun little family and I never clicked on it. And I go, okay, forget the icon. <laughs> I click on. We, we can't control that. This is how I want you to watch it. Forgive the first season. We were kids who didn't know what they were doing, um, but developing a relationship. The last two episodes, we thought we we're going to get fired and we made great TV. And then we came <laughs> back. We came back going, we know what we're doing now and we made a great show. So forgive season one for everything it's about it and enjoy everything later and no the show was not canceled after season three i meet so many people it went to seven seasons i'm like yes and they're better than the first stuff just get out there every single one better than the last one (laughs) uh okay i think this is all the time that i have with you guys today i'll just ask one yes or no question on the way out is the techno remix of shallow gravy's jacket going to be available Oh, you know what? Maybe I was just talking to Kalina last night and he's like, you know what does well? Cause we're talking about merchandising ideas. <laughs> uh, he's like vinyl does really well. And I was like, maybe we should reissue the jacket EP as a vinyl. <laughs> oh, I think you, I think you'd have a market. I'll tell you that those are recorded in the wrong software for that, man. That's a garage band. Yeah. I, gotta bring, <laughs> I gotta bring that back into logic, but call me. I got the files. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we got to sign off. Doc and Jackson, it's an honor to talk to you. Congratulations. What a tremendous work. Thank you, um, Thank you so much, Chris. I yeah. wish so you've seen it already? Long. Yeah, you've we got the screener it? last night. It's awesome. It rocks. Wow. If you s- don't give spoilers. Yeah. I, 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 look, all, he was very careful about that. Alluded yeah. to the last image. Yeah, yeah you're people, a professional, people be- but, but uh, I am so afraid that people are going to want to find out and they're going to just blow it. Like, wait, don't, don't masturbate this one. Wait for coitus. It's yes. beautiful, the last sense? image, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it's, it beautiful? It's, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I was, I, cool. I fell off my couch. Ah. Yeah, when, 
when recommendations come up and, and hide most of the image. <laughs> yes. And it'll like in a little thing going four, three, two, one yeah. for the credits. Oh, streaming media, you suck. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. The Venture Brothers finale movie, Radiant is the Blood of the Baboon Heart, is available today on digital and is out on Blu-ray on July 25th. Go watch it now. Thanks, guys. Check it. Double-breasted check it.